When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a good one. Excuse me. If you are a Longhorn fan, you're probably having a good day. Basketball team bounces back, looks good. I say bounces back. They beat Oklahoma, but a close win. Keep the momentum going and get a big, uh, comfortable win against Iowa State last night. Baseball team, the one bouncing back after starting 0-3. They get their first win last night easily against A&M Corpus Christi 12-2. We've also been talking a little bit about CDC, meeting with the media, talking about some Longhorn issues. And to get into all that and maybe more, you just never know what we're going to talk about with this guy. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. It's our weekly visit with Justin Wells of Inside Texas on 3.com. He is at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, how are you, man? Hey, now. I'm doing pretty well, guys. How about yourselves? Uh, doing pretty good. We're good, Jay Wells. Dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Doing pretty good. There's a lot of, a lot of different angles to, uh, to get into with you today. Let me just start with the good of this basketball team. We talked yesterday, and Zay was talking about wanting to see the, the multiple cylinders fire at the same time. And, boy, it felt like that happened in that first half last night. A lot of, uh, a lot of good energy, I thought, was released at uh, the Moody Center last night. You know, I, I'm starting to think that the Moody Center is becoming a home field advantage. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think the corral is, is definitely uh, living up to uh, to its billing. I think the the it, it's a good team. It's a fun team to cover and to watch. Uh, and, and, and you know, Iowa State comes in number 23 in the country. I've said it a hundred times in the last three or four months. The Big 12 going through it is absolute hell. It's a gauntlet. Some weeks you wonder why you got beat in Lubbock by Tech. The next week, you wonder how you blew out Iowa State at home. It's just the way this conference is going. With the OU win, you had to know that that was going to be close. The last game wasn't as much. Oklahoma's playing a lot better right now. And they were a layup away from potentially putting it into double overtime. I like the Iowa State win, though, because I like what they said, hitting on all cylinders. That's kind of what it felt like. And listen, when Tyrese Hunter is playing good basketball, this team is top five in the country. This is a Final Four caliber team when Tyree Hunter is playing really well. And so that, to me, I think was a big step. They were shooting the lights out last night. And I felt like once, you know, with this group, it, it feels like if they hit a few early shots in the game, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the night. And it's usually a W for the Horns. And so last night was, was kind of like that. They, they started off hot. They played really well. They put it in cruise control. Good stuff from the guards. Uh, your, your typical uh, Jabari Rice, uh, pump fake, Tyrese Hunter hitting from the outside a little bit. And so at the end of the day, this team is, is looking like a two seed. 
uh, and they're going to be battling for a one, but I think it's pretty safe to say right now they would probably be a two seed. A little bit more of the conference to go. I think they're, still, they're keeping pace with Kansas, and I think that's the biggest factor of them all. And actually, the, I think the team that winds up winning the conference is probably going to take that one seed. And so it, it, it's setting up for a, a, a big game to end the conference uh, with Kansas at home. You know, Jay Wells, you hit it on the head and talk about it being a gauntlet. And sometimes when you have a conference like the Big 12, you get a little scared because you think that a team could maybe wear down when March comes around. But as you've seen these last two national champions with Kansas and Baylor, that's not necessarily the case. And last night, you know, like you said, Tyrese Hunter, they're a completely different team with them with those guys playing well. But Arterio Morris, man, those eight points that he gave you, if Coach Terry could go go down the bench and see Brock Cunningham, Christian Bishop, Serge Barry Rice, and now Arterio Morris and all four of those guys coming off the bench could give you production. Man, that's huge going into the tournament. Arterio Morris is one of the most talented guys in the program, Jay. Um, I mean, we saw him in high school. I saw him in, in AAU ball a few years ago. I mean, absolute absurd athleticism, a great off-ball kind of guy. Uh, it looks like he's gotten a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger in his first year at Texas, and he's and he's trying to find his identity. He's trying to find his role. Listen, Morris is a guy that could start at a lot of programs, I feel like, in the country, uh, but he chose Texas, and at the end of the day, he's finally starting to find a niche. He's finally starting to find a role. And, I, you know, he played a little bit earlier in the year, and I'd noticed he would make a good play on defense, and then he'd miss a help side. And then he, you know, make an extra play on offense, and then and so it's it's one of those things where he's just he's getting in his, into the groove right now. He's finding his sweet spot, and you said it. If Coach Terry can find a way to to, to deepen that bench and to get an eight points out of Material Morris on a, on a regular game to game basis, this team becomes even more formidable uh, come next month. Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas. Off of basketball for a second, Justin, I did want to get your thoughts um, on what stood out to you from the CDC meeting with the media. There's a lot of different angles we could go to. Anything particularly jump out to you and kind of what the message boards at you know inside Texas have been talking about uh, since he did it? Not really. I mean, this is it felt like a State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of get a little recap and a review of everything that the board's working on and, and things of that sort. Uh, Joe Cook and, and, and Steve Hable did a great job for Inside Texas putting together stories about you know everything that happened for Monday night. Bobby Burton had his take as well. Um, I thought it was kind of uh, status quo, to be totally honest. Uh, kind of giving you updates a little bit from, from facilities. I like to talk about grass. Now, listen, we've been talking about grass since Matthew McConaughey was in Days of Confused, <laughs> and we're still talking about it. And so I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see that you know, be, be put up to the forefront a little bit. I like that they're adding a video board to the dish, and I like that um, they're probably not going to be changing any uniforms anytime soon. I, I like uh, CDC's stance on that. But you, but otherwise, it was it was like a state of the union address, and it was basically checking all the boxes and and giving everybody the you know the, the alumni and whatnot kind of the updates that they need from from a year to year basis, and and that's what CDC does, and that's what he does really well. He galvanizes this sports program and 
and, and continues to build a monster in Austin. Yeah, Justin, much like Matthew, I'm glad you went to the grass because that's what, kind of what I was thinking about, and I was going to lead you there. I'm glad you said it. But um, to me, I've always used the phrase be Texas sometimes when it comes to the Longhorns. To me, DKR with grass and then the dish with grass. That feels like Texas to me. I was glad to, to hear one of them I honestly could have gone either way on, but I was really glad to hear that the plan is the dish will have grass at some point. I'm really – yeah, from, from a baseball standpoint, I would much rather prefer grass. On, on that turf, when the ball hits, I mean, <laughs> it turns a single into a triple sometimes. Yeah. But, 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 that's, but, but, I mean, that's what we grew up watching. That's what the dish has always been. And so, you know, grass on a baseball field just feels much more natural. I like the field turf in football. I'm not going to lie. I, I can go either way when it comes to football. The field turf, as long as it's up to spec – and it's not like the sod father from the Super Bowl who <laughs> basically was uh, playing in, playing, guys playing in quicksand. Um, I'm, I'm a field turf guy, and so I, you know, I've seen DKR in different realms from turf to grass, and I, I'm kind of in the middle there. I, I prefer field turf, but from a baseball standpoint, I'm old school. I want real dirt on the mound, and I want real grass in the outfield. And I like that uh, it looks like that progress is going that way after the uh, – the, the uh, football facilities are, are cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Justin Wells, you know, what would you tell a Texas football fan that saw this team under Steve Sarkeesian in his first year that went 5-7 and seven, and then the next year went 8-5 and five, where a lot of teams thought they could have been in uh, Arlington? What would you tell them about these eight Texas coaches getting an extension? I would say um, this is how you keep a good group of guys. This is how you keep the, 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 the party going. You, you, you need that continuity. It's huge. Uh, you know, every year, if you're doing well, your coaches are going to get pillaged. That's kind of how that works. If you have a good season, you're going to lose a coordinator. You're going to lose a, a position coach, even a recruiting coordinator from time to time. That, that shows the health of a good program. I like the fact that Texas nailed down all these eight guys to, to bring them back and, and, and adds some, you know, it adds continuity, but it also helps in recruiting because that's a question that a lot of parents are going to ask from time to time. They're going to wonder, yes, we, we, we really like this relationship, but where will you be in nine months? And, and that's an honest question. And, and these coaches have to be honest with their answers. And I think at the same time, you can tell them, look, you know, coaches are just like players. They always want to advance and do better if they can. But at the same time, they're building something in Austin. I think Sark has started to really formulate this staff to really suit what they have on the roster. And, and I, I, I'm really, out of all the coaches, Chris Jackson to me is, is, is really the biggest hire. I, I thought Brendan Marion did a good job last year, but I feel like Jackson is, is, is a guy this, this team needs. He, I'm, I'm telling you. They listen to a guy that's been coaching in the NFL for the last 10 years because that's where every kid that plays college football dreams. He, he wants to play in the league. Now Chris Jackson can give you that recipe. He can give you the template of what you need to accomplish. And, and, and that's already being done. That's already, he's already working in his way in with this wide receiver group and with the recruits in the 2024 cycle, notably Micah Hudson, the big-time five-star out of Lake Belton, and so getting these coaches to, to get them all together, I think, shows continuity, and it also shows consistency. And in recruiting, that helps more than anything. And I, like, I love the fact that they've added 
they added Chris Jackson because I think that was the one position that this team needed to be deeper in the wide receiver room, but they also needed more development. You need to see we, – we saw Xavier Worthy kind of take a step back this year. We saw the position not be really utilized to its most ability, uh, you know, obviously losing out on an Isaiah Nayor and stuff like that. And so ultimately what you're telling the, what you're telling the fan is, hey, this is a good sign because you want all these guys back. They, they've built really good relationships not only with recruits but with the kids in the team, with the guys in the program that are bought in. And so getting all those contracts lined up, eight of them signed and, and sealed and delivered, that's, that's what you want from a football program, and that's only going to help them on the field but also recruiting down the road. Talking with Justin Wells. Justin, we're 12 days away from Texas spring practice, so uh, let me ask it this way. As you get ready, as they go into spring practice and you start making your calls, you're reaching out to people who are getting their eyeballs on practice and you're trying to figure out how everything's going, um, give me the name of a non-quarterback that you really want to be following as they start spring practice. Okay, um, that's a good question. Let's uh, let's go on uh, on both sides of the ball. Okay, um, I I think on on offense I would go Ad Mitchell. I want to see I want to see how he fits. I, that this is a guy that I I think could be a final piece to the offensive puzzle that this team needs, this program needs, and what what Sark wants. And so I, I'm watching Ad Mitchell. Now I want to see what this kid can do if, if he can if he can help be the vertical threat this offense needs. On the defensive side, man, man, there's a lot of kids uh, that, that 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 are non-quarterbacks. There's a lot of kids that that I'm kind of paying attention to. Uh, I really, I'm interested in Mo Blackwell. I want to see what he can do. He's played some linebacker. He's played some safety. He's a he's a really good uh, uh, athlete with, with suddenness and a striking ability. Uh, you know, special team stud. I want to see if he can find a role. And then at inside backer, who's going to be playing beside Jalen Ford and who's going to be playing behind him? Uh, Leona LaFowle and Anthony Hill Jr. are two early enrollee freshmen that need to be known. Leona at 225, Anthony Hill Jr. at 228. These are two kids that are going to be playing linebacker in a very important role for the next three or four years for Texas. I want people to understand how important those two guys are. Uh, they're both very, very talented. They're natural for the position. Anthony grew up in a linebacker house. Dad played linebacker in college at Emporia State, so he's had a, a good template on how to do that. And then Leona's got so much uh, just, just natural striking ability. He reminds me a lot of those early linebackers and safeties out of USC in the 2000s. Um, and so I think if, if, if you're asking me a non-quarterback, I could probably go five or six deep on kids that I'm looking at that I'm paying attention to. But if I had to pick a few, I, I would look at A.D. Mitchell on, on offense at receiver and then uh, Hill and LaFowle on defense. And then let's see if Mo Blackwell, if Maurice can find uh, – if he can find a, a role in a niche in this defense. Yeah, some good names to keep an eye on. Again, 12 days away from spring practice. Spring game is only 52 days away. You know football never dies around here, and certainly not for Justin Wells. Inside Texas, on3.com, at Justin Wells, 2424 on Twitter as well. Justin, we always appreciate the time, man. Take care. Have a good week. Nothing but love, guys. Thanks, Jay Wells. Good stuff there. Some names to keep in mind. Spring practice, 12 days away. Zay, you got any other names he didn't mention there? Non-quarterback that you're really excited to hear about. If you were calling up somebody that saw all of practice and they had time to tell you about one non-quarterback, who do you want to know about? 
Cedric Baxter Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, at running back, you know, that. There's still a big question mark there with Roshan Johnson and B. John Robinson leaving. You know, where's the running game going to come from? We know this very experienced, well, experienced enough offensive line with everybody returning, all five guys returning. That helps, but Jaden Blue, we don't know. Jonathan Brooks coming back from a hernia injury. Mm. We know that hernia injury really you know, set back Jordan Whittington oh, those for a can be few so years. Weird. They could be very weird. Yeah, those are weird. Hopefully that's not a problem, but we know just that one weird hit, Chad, could erupt that hernia and yeah. he could be out for the season. We still don't know what Keelan Robinson is besides a good rapper. <laughs> so Cedric Baxter Jr., is he going to be able to show him something? So this offense, and see Sarkeesian, is confident enough to run the ball more when last year, you weren't yeah, I'll, the best running back in the nation. I'll give Keelan a little more credit than the rap thing. By the way, he is a good rapper. I do know that if you put him in space in the right situation and he puts his foot in the ground, there aren't many guys that can get to the spot Yeah, to beat him. you got to have the ball in his hands, though, first. We have watched that happen. We've watched it happen. And not just in Crimson. We've watched that happen. Bursts of moments in Burn Orange. Just not a lot of them. Yeah. But when that dude puts his foot in the ground, it is special. Uh, interesting. Baxter's one to bring up. See, that just proves that this proves that, that UT DNA is inside you as a fan. You went right to the running back. <laughs> I love it. Yo, did you Even see, in this day and age, you went right to the running did back. Did you see the little Dope Walker Award? Ceremony that they had not too long oh, ago. Yeah, I did. I know that had to excite all you. All those guys in that picture. That had to pump you up. Earl, Ricky, and all them guys with Bijan. Bijan. Dante Foreman. Foreman. And then, of course, the and uh, Tashar Choice was the other one in the picture, right? I think so. Choice was the one on the left yeah. side. Right? Yeah. Come on, man. Choice, Choice had that look on his face like, I maybe should duck out of this picture. Yeah. Like he had that look of, I may have gotten, I may be the reason these people are all together in some way, but I should probably not be in this picture. Yeah, they might ax him out. <laughs> to be honest, there might be certain pictures. Like, I thought there was a fifth person in this picture. Don't they, uh, have, that, they have that new technology, right? You yes. circle him yeah, and hit, hit the button. Google phone that I always <laughs> see Giannis and those guys doing. The yeah. magic eraser that they have there. You can take the old girlfriends and boyfriends out of your pictures and stuff. All right. Uh, thanks to Justin for his time. Coming up, it is the flex segment. Uh, playoff results from last night. Teams keep rolling. And yes, some of the area teams have their trip end last night. Maybe a surprise result out of uh, the 6A ranks. We'll get that. Plus, Zach Lucero will join us. We'll get the Wednesday night flex preview. We'll see what they've got on the show tonight. That is tonight at 7 after Ball Don't Lie. We'll lay the whole uh, lineup for you out as we move along. Uh, But the flex segment is next on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Mr. Big Stuff. Who do you think you are? Mr. Big Stuff. You're never gonna get my love. It's a legendary song. I don't know if I've ever committed the artist to memory. Is it a group name or an individual? Individual. Individual name? Yeah, this one's tough. Yeah, this feels like it's gonna be sort of a one-hit wonder-ish kind of name, not like a massive name. I don't know. Who is it? Gene Knight. Yeah, I didn't have that one. Gene Knight, love the song. I mean, great song. So Knight, like K N I G H T. Correct. Okay. 
This one's been used to sell a product or two. <laughs> I hope Gene is still uh, with us to enjoy, or at least maybe Gene's family is still with us to enjoy some of the uh, the benefits of that, man. I've, I've heard this one plenty over the years selling stuff. Gene Knight, Glass Tiger, Merciful Fate. All on the show today. Got more music coming up for you. We got Chip Brown of Horns247.com coming up at 2.05. More on CDC's meeting with the media this week. Texas basketball, Texas baseball getting their first win. All that kind of good stuff. Right now, though, let's get into the Flex. We'll set up the night's uh, shows for you, including the Wednesday night Flex show. We'll talk some high school basketball. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, so tonight at 7, it'll be Wednesday Night Flex with uh, our man Zach Lucero and Cameron Parker. And Zach's been nice enough to join us again to get a little preview of the show. We're going to talk some high school hoops and football, I'm sure, and other things with him. Zach, how are you, man? I am doing good. Always honored to be a guest on the right call with Zay Collier. Yeah, oh, that's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's there not the right call. It's there a Chad it and Zay. Don't disrespect Chad. Come on now, Zach. Come on, bro. There it is. That's that's one of Zach's favorite pastimes. Yeah. It's a little, little, <laughs> a little, sh- little shank to the ribs on that one. All right. <laughs> Um, so in terms of uh, in terms of the playoffs, we were looking at the results earlier. We got Stony Point advancing. They are thirty and one now. Uh, they got by Anderson sixty seven to forty six. One I wanted to ask you about, Zach. See if you knew anything here. Round Rock beats Lake Travis thirty seven twenty four is the score that I saw. Do you have any idea about kind of how that game played out? Because Lake Travis only scoring twenty four was surprising to see. Yeah, you know, I think this round rock team is a little bit different than, than we've seen in years past. Uh, I, I went out and caught a game. I think they, they played Westwood, um, and that was a low-scoring game too. They really don't, they really don't have like that kind of that kind of guy that's going to light up the scoreboard. And I think, especially in high school basketball, and they, you know this, like the 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 antidote for that is to just play that kind of slow, methodical, take a bunch of time off the clock because there's no shot clock in high school basketball. And I think that's how Round Rock wants to win is these low-scoring games. And if you go back to an interview we did with uh, with Hudson Greer earlier in a, a couple uh, weeks ago for like Travis, he was talking about how, how how the coaches have him as one of the leaders on this team, even though he's a sophomore. And I think that just goes to show some of the the youth and the inexperience that like Travis has, where you have to put that much emphasis. I mean, granted, he's one of the best players in the nation, but you have to kind of put that emphasis on uh, and that kind of responsibility on a sophomore. I think that just kind of goes to show that maybe like Travis is, is going to be really good next year or, or Hudson's senior year, and then Round Rock is just going to beat you like that. I mean, one of their best players is is uh, Leonard Moore, uh, who we had as an all-flexer for the football team. And that, that kind of physical, kind of, kind of how, they play, uh, how they play football, just get a bunch of rebounds, play good defense, and, and win these low-scoring games. Yeah. yeah, Zach, you're right, man. You know, with this – Lake Travis team, Hudson Greer, him being so young, that's a lot on a guy's shoulders, no matter if you're a four-star player or whatever. I know Coach Beatty, he's a good coach, but on that other side for Round Rock, Brent Murphy, that's a big-time name. Like His pops, Mike Murphy, they won a lot of district championships when he was at Pflugerville, and Brent, he does a good job with Round Rock, but let me ask you about this, the game that me and Roger Wallace had two nights ago, Vandergriff, who you know you covered, and also Buda Johnson, 
Beulah Johnson looks like they can make a run. I know it's difficult to make a run, and Westlake has in previous years, but with Quentin Hairston and Sam McKinney and Jackson Vandergaard, they have a three-headed monster plus a lot of guys that could shoe. I could see them making it to San Antonio if the ball bounces right. Yeah, I, I think that the last part is is, is perfect. With that, if the ball bounces right, I mean, uh, Vita Johnson is still such a new program, and they're, they're so unknown. I think they're going to have that against anyone they play against. They're going to have kind of that. They're still going to be sneaking up on people, regardless of the district championship and things like that. They're still going to be sneaking up on people because they're not Westlake, they're not Lake Travis, they're not some of these perennial powerhouses. But once you get to play playing those Dallas schools, those Houston schools on the road to San Antonio, and who you're going to face in San Antonio, we've seen. We've seen Westlake look like one of the best teams we've ever seen with KJ Adams, and then uh, and, and get to the championship and, and really have a hard time. So um, I, I think Buda Johnson and Stony Point, I think, are our biggest chances in all the classifications. Um, so I think it'll be exciting to see which one of those teams uh, is able to do it. Talking with Zach Lucero from the Flex Crew, uh, Wednesday night Flex tonight at seven. Zach, what do you guys have planned for tonight? And uh, any guests lined up? Yeah, so we, are, we got three guests lined up just like the last couple of weeks. Uh, first guest, we're going with another coach. We got the first, first time head coach, brand new head coach over at Weiss, Coach Vernon Hughes. That would be really cool to talk to him. We had Peyton Morgan on a couple of weeks ago, who, who's a big time Division One talent, got, his, got, his, uh, got another D1 offer from Minnesota today. So we'll talk to Coach Hughes about kind of balancing those, uh, those D1 guys and still trying to feel out being, being a new head coach. And speaking of Stony Point basketball today, we got uh, Josiah Mosley coming on uh, around 7.30. He, he's kind of been a big turning point for that team um, as, as he's continued to rise. So was that Stony Point program. Um, and then we're going to keep booking guests that Chad really likes until we book Chad as a guest. Yeah! So to close out the show <laughs> at 7.45, uh, we got the former Bastrop quarterback. He's now an early enrollee quarterback at UTEP, uh, Seth Mauser. Uh, big, big six-seven guy uh, plays plays the quarterback position really well, and talk about how how Bastrop kind of forecasts the next couple of years and his time and, and his decision leading to end up at UTEP. Yeah, I love to watch him sling it. That dude's got an arm. Yeah, That's absolutely. Cool. And shout out to the Conley Cougars. I'm on Specs text line. Remind me, Conley, they're still hanging around. They've had a good season, too. But, Zach, let me ask you this. You and Cameron Parker, y'all do a great job. Cameron also the producer for Light the Tower for uh, Craig and Jeff. What's it like working with Cam? He's just a great guy. Obviously, he's a great sports mind, and y'all have great chemistry. But what's it been like working with him, and have you figured anything that you didn't know about him earlier? Earlier, now that you work with him, you're like, oh, okay, Cam operates this way. Yeah, you know, we, we got Nolan Hogan that comes in and helps us out too. And, and right. I think that's the cool thing about about being at the Horn is, is I mean, there's guys like, like Aaron Hogan and, and, and Bucky and Rod and, and Coach Harge um, that, that are like big-time staples of, of radio. But then there's still this young core of guys like me and you and Cameron and, um, and, and Ty Henderson that I, I think anytime we're on the mic together, any any combination of us, I think we have just have such a such a great chemistry. Um, like me and you, when I get to do this with you, Zay, and when I get to do the show with Cameron Parker, um, I, I think we really shine. But I think the funniest thing about working with Cam is, is, you know, we try to like liven up the little like the rejoin music and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, Cam, like play like something something good, play some hip hop. And then Cam will make these like super deep like underground hip hop cuts. And I'm like, dude, just. Just play some Drake or something, dude. Come on, bro. Play Hotline Bling, dude. Jesus. 
that would be one of those things. You talk about not judging a book by its cover. When you meet Cameron Parker, the first thing you would think when you see him and meet him is not, this guy probably knows the deepest levels of hip-hop that others don't. Yeah. Because I've watched, <laughs> Zach, I've watched him, and that's not my world. I'm, I'm learning it as much as I can and, and certainly respect that world. But I have watched Cameron make references, play songs, and then I watch somebody like Zay or someone that I know knows hip-hop and somebody like you, and, and it's like, wait, where did he just go? So he's very, he's in a whole other world there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's probably the funniest thing about, about working with Cam. And then Nolan Hogan, Nolan Hogan's the same way, but he's kind of got that long hair, like he'll wear the sweatpants and the beanie when it's 80 degrees. So he's kind of got that vibe, like you know he knows something. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got a secret. Yeah, He's yeah. got a secret to I, tell. I, yo, I heard you say Coach Harge. you got to tell that story about Mike Harge, so, Ball Don't Lie, and how he used to coach you back in the day. So I, I've been at the Horn for a really long time. Like I've interned there. I've been around the Horn. So – uh, when uh, when Kevin left, I heard they were they were bringing in Mike Hards, and I was like, okay, cool, like Mike Hards, whatever. Um, like I learned his pedigree that he played baseball, and I met him. Like I, I was up there for the flex show when their show ended, and I got up and shook his hand and introduced him, introduced myself, and he like he's grabbing my hand and looking at me, and he goes, I think I coached you. And literally, as soon as he said that, he, like, transformed into this dude that coached me my junior year of high school in select baseball. So I, I got – next 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 week when I come on, he remind me, and I'll tell you all a funny story about Coach Hart from, from a tournament, an early morning tournament that we had in Corpus Christi. That's a pretty good story. Very nice. See that? Yes, he does refer to, uh, to Harge as Coach Harge because once you're a coach, you're always a coach to those guys. Yo, Harge, I'm sorry. I ain't listening to nothing you telling me. <laughs> Knowing what I know about you, oh, I ain't listening to nothing. You yeah. telling me, Coach Harge. The Zay Harge rivalry <laughs> continues, ladies and gentlemen. That is Zach Lucero. Check out Wednesday Night Flex tonight at 7. He and Cameron will have those guests lined up for you, talking high school sports. Vernon Hughes of Weiss earlier in, uh, early on in the show, uh, around 7.10 or so. Stony Points, Josiah Mosley around 7.30. And then later in the show, Seth Mauser, the former quarterback now. We're all getting old. The former quarterback quarterback for Bastrop. You said he's headed to UTEP, is that right? Yeah, he, he early enrolled. He's already there at UTEP. Oh, man. Look at these nice kids, good students, and getting there early and getting game plans and playbooks and stuff. Good for him. Uh, Zach, we appreciate the time, man. Y'all have a good show tonight. Yes, sir. Fun as always. Thank you. Thanks, good, Zach. Good stuff. Zach Lucero, Wednesday Night Flex, tonight at 7. After that, Longhorn Blitz podcast at 8, Fight Night at 9, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling at 10. And if you're a Texas women's basketball fan, got a special edition of Longhorn Weekly with Coach Schaefer tonight. That's going to be over on the bat, 105.3 The Bat to be exact. That is a 6.30 start for Longhorn Weekly with Coach Schaefer. Right here on the horn, you're going to have Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Coach Harge, if you will, uh, all the way up until 7 o'clock. All right, coming up, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. Maybe he wants to make more fun of uh, Mike Harge. Who knows? He might want to say something rude about 
Mike Harge. Harge, if you're listening, pay attention. Uh, and then at 205, it's one of Harge's favorite people, one of our favorites, Chip Brown, Horn 24, Horns247.com, the latest on the Longhorns. Basketball team looking good last night, and all the stuff CDC wanted to get into. I want to get into some of that network stuff with Chip, the money, um, the revenue distribution stuff, but also that LHN question that's still hanging out there. CDC says it'll still be around, kind of. We'll get into that later on, too. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday. It is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Through a Wednesday, almost done with your second hour. I do not recognize the song. What's it called? Faithful. Faithful. Should I know this name? I don't know. I don't know it. All right. Who is it? Go West. Oh, yeah, no. Wasn't going to have that. There's, there's another song that I think I might know by Go West, but I wasn't going to be able to come up with that. Go West, Gene Knight, Glass Tiger, Merciful Fate. They've all been a part of the show today. And speaking of music, tomorrow at 2, we'll get into our album discussion. Zay's checking out Def Leppard's Hysteria. I'm checking out the ODB solo album from the 90s. So we're going like 87 for Zay. I'm 90, what, 94, 95, something like that. 95, yeah. For the ODB record. We'll get into that tomorrow at 2. Had a lot of fun getting that started last week. We're about to get to where we at in society. Before we do, a couple of things to round out the flex segment. Congrats to the Lake Travis girls basketball team for a great season. It did end for them last night, though. We told you San Antonio Clark was pretty good. They beat them by 8, 51-43. So a good fight. Put up by Lake Travis on the girls' side. They are out. And we also mentioned the Lake Travis boys' team out. So congrats to both those squads on good seasons, but they are out of the playoffs. Also, I guess we need to just start talking about the Dripping Springs to Eugene pipelines, eh? Because another Dripping Springs Tiger is headed to Oregon. Not quite getting the attention that the Novosad thing did, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's a I li- get it. A little less. But uh, let's send a congrats to our man Keller Stafford, class of 23. He is listed as safety outside linebacker, long snapper. He tagged his long-snapping coach and his long-snapping camp in this tweet saying he is committed to Oregon, and he threw in a hashtag SCO Ducks. Is that like, let's go Ducks? I don't know what that means. Or is that like, SoCo Ducks? Oh, wow. South Congress. (laughs) What accent is that? Is that a bougie accent? But drip is not... South Congress, is it? That's no. Two different things. That's not bougie like South Congress either. No, I wouldn't think so. I don't know. What, I'm, I'm assuming that's like, let's go, but shortened. Yeah, shout out to my guy giving thanks to his 
long snapping team, like his coaches. Exactly. And he did. Where he trained at. He couldn't do this alone. He also tagged the special teams coach at Oregon, so that kind of tells you maybe where he'll fit in there. He um, And then also tagged you know Dan Lanning, uh, as well as the offensive coach, uh, Coach Will Stein, that deals with uh, quarterbacks and, uh, was it quarterbacks and tight ends, I believe. So he's he's a couple different things that he's done, uh, and we'll be, I'll be interested to see where he fits in there. But Keller Stafford, Congrats, brother. Yo, he- headed to Oregon along with Novasa. I literally just watched the video yesterday. Kind of like uh what's it called? The the drone type videos that's becoming popular where they go through yep. the facilities and stuff on Oregon. Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> Crazy. Like, I know Phil Knight sold a lot of shoes and all, but those facilities are incredible from track, the locker rooms. It's nuts up there. Yeah, it's one of those places we talked about, especially in an NIL world, you are not going to fault a kid for being taken in by all of that. No. I mean, you could see how it could be really, really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, and you we talked about the stories of the Pac-12 and what they're going to do and how Big Ten might poach Washington and Oregon. And it's like, oh, I get it. I get it even more now. Right. They're sitting in a good spot either way. Very good. They're either going to be running things in the Pac-12 or they're going to be joining some pretty big things in the Big Ten. That's at least two of the ideas out there right now. All right, so congrats to that young man. Uh, Keller Stafford headed over to Eugene along with Mr. Novosad. Remember to check out FLXATX.com and FLXATX on your social media to follow all your high school sports stuff, including when the offers uh, turn into commitments and uh, these kids head to the next level. We love those stories. All right, coming up uh, right now, it's Where Are We At in Society. Let's see what Zay's got for us today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter today or what? Yeah, is, go to Twitter so you can see what's happening. Okay, all right. All right, so Katie Noel went completely viral yesterday on Twitter for her new song, Southern, where she has some interesting lyrics. Oh. She is a North Carolina girl, and if you look at, I guess, her bio on Spotify, it says singer slash songwriter slash rapper. Uh-huh. Okay. But she's super country. Yeah. Super country. All right. I see her. I see her performing out in the middle of nowhere with yeah. pickup trucks and friends and flannels and and she just flipped me off okay yeah, classic classic so seems like a cla- 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 <laughs> seems like a lady classy lady so people are calling her mega the stallion <laughs> vanilla ice spice which ice spice is a rapper wow sway whitey instead of sway lee uh-huh. and yeah you basically get the gist so yeah, yeah. we're about to play a snippet of her song southern and this is a big reason why she went viral for football fans. Do we need to college ed- football fans? I did already. We need to edit. I already did. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. So it is that level. Yeah, that's right. that level. Okay. All right. Let's hit. on my beans, wearing these jeans. Road go balls, SCC. Smoking, drinking, fighting, riding, races, trackers, hard to straighten. Suck the bell, sit right beside this damn good day with a fish and biting. Top of water, sinking bobbers. I get these looks from my mama, kick gas from my father. Come on, survive it. We live. Wow. 
<laughs> Fried chicken and cat head biscuits. <laughs> that, was, that was a great little rhyme scheme there. Oh, she's so country and she's rapping. I love it. All right, Zay, uh, what do you make of these two worlds coming together? Because, yes, you can feel both of those things. A, definitely feels country, but B, it feels like she's listened to some rap. She's involved. I mean, it feels like she's at least understands the basics of oh. putting that together. Oh, she has an audience. Yeah. I get it. Like, she has an audience. I see what she's trying to do. She did that. The Roll Tide, Go Vols, go SEC Vols. comment. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a little all over the place. But do racing she, in there. She, racing. she did what she was supposed to do. She got our attention. We're talking about it. Right. She's talking football. We're about to go to the SEC. Y'all are already there. You Aggies. So, I dig it. I'm a fan. Oh. And I'm, yo, we got a meeting tonight. If Eric Reigns is on that meeting, I'm telling Eric Reigns, hey, say, what do you think we should do to improve, you know, the station and stuff? We need to get Katie at Coke Fest. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell him. We need to see if we can get Katie Noel's country self to Coke Fest. Wow. So she's Kate. What do they call her? Kate the Stallion? What did you say? <laughs> Mac of the Stallion. Oh, Mac. Oh, I get it now. I thought you were saying they were messing with her name. Sorry, I missed that earlier. Oh, Mac of the Stallion. I missed that earlier. Mac of the Stallion. Wow. Um, do we know for sure if she is MAGA? No. Okay. Just, they're just assuming she's I thought she's maybe country. they'd seen her in a hat. It's a funny name. It I, is, it's yeah. very clever. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's clever. definitely clever. All right, there you go. The latest... Uh, now, does she have a? Is this just her getting off the ground? Does she have a deal yet? Uh, I think she has a couple of hits. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm, uh, Spotify says she has three hundred and eighty-five thousand listeners, so that's nice. pretty good. Now, somebody on the specs text line says she got an OnlyFans too. Uh oh, might have to check that out. Really? Might have to check that out. Well, that's a quick way to stop your musical career, isn't it? Like, what? Are you what gonna, do you mean? Is that possible nowadays? You start your musical career and your OnlyFans at the same time, and then yeah. they both take off? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Iggy Azalea just got the OnlyFans popping. It's okay. popping. Iggy's been popping. Iggy Azalea's been around a while, though, True. right? Iggy, Iggy established herself as a musical artist first. Yeah, it's 2023. Why can't you do both? Why not? I guess there's no reason. I, I guess. Yeah, I'm waiting for Lainey Wilson to start her OnlyFans soon. <laughs> I'm, hey, you got me on this Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses and stuff. I might have to go country now. <laughs> Head off into another world? Yo, we're gonna have to get I you would not mind it. Now I know an album somewhere down the line we're going to have to listen to. If she puts out an album, we're both going to have to check it out. <laughs> her first record, if it, when it drops... We're going to have to check it out, Zay. <laughs> Definitely outside of both of our comfort so, zones for one reason or another. What's odd, she's from North Carolina, but there aren't any North Carolina schools in the SEC. There are not. No, there's a South Carolina, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe she's... Uh, I mean, if she would have said... Maybe she's yeah. She would have been like Miami, Florida State, ACC. I would have been like, yo, this girl's garbage. <laughs> I, li- I like how you went to the like fifties white voice for that one. Your mouth crunched up. Ah, see, ACC, see, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, ACC. Maybe she's an SEC fan from an ACC state. I dig it. Maybe she's the black sheep of her family. I dig it. You know, 
hey, uh, she obviously likes better football, so nothing wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, man, why do I feel like she's going to be a guest on the Paul Feinbaum show? <laughs> like... Within the within the week, yeah, either that or Joe Rogan, one of the two, or Joe Rogan, or maybe both, or maybe, maybe both, both. Yeah. maybe get her on uh, on both of those. That is that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. All right, uh, we'll get that retweeted for you if you want to go hear it yourself. Uh, and apparently, so now the part that that we would tweet out here, Zay, is that a not safe for work? Is that going to be unedited for people? I mean, she don't have her biddies out or nothing. No, 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 it's fine. The language. Uh, yeah, she drops an S bomb. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. So there will be an S bomb. Just be S bomb. Your warning if you uh, get that retweeted. Uh, Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. I'm at C Hastings 1049 at the horn ATX. If you want to give us some follows and uh, all that stuff, we appreciate it. If you uh, also want to subscribe to the YouTube page, you can do that at the horn Austin on YouTube. All right, coming up, two, uh, two o'clock hour, Chip Brown, horns247.com. His thoughts on. Some of the things CDC had uh, to get into this week. You can check out his Morning Brew article at horns247.com for the specific information. We'll get a little bit from him on that and what he thought of Texas last night, putting it on Iowa State and the schedule yet to come. Tough three games to finish it. We'll talk to Chip next on the Horn.